Hey there, film clubbers. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Fangirl Film Club. And for exclusive content, early access to episodes, and all kinds of other goodies, you can support us on Patreon. Recorded live in front of a feline audience. Coming to you from coast to coast, it's the Fangirl Film Club. The Fangirl Film Club is a podcast created by adults and featuring adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to the Fangirl Film Club, the movie podcast where we go deep down the resume of all your fangirl faves. And let me tell ya, we've seen some shit. But not this week. <laughs> <laughs> not according to us, anyway. Not according to us. Hi, everybody. I'm one of your co-hosts, Emily J, and I'm joined, as always, coast to coast, like butter on toast, my beautiful co-host. It's Mia. It's Mia. Hey, girl. Hey, Queen. Hey. This is a very exciting special episode for us because this is the movie that, well, this movie and the sub movie we're going to discuss along with it. <laughs> actually, it's the second part. Is the reason that me and I found out we were soulmates. So, yes. <laughs> this is pretty exciting stuff. Um, yeah. Way back you know, in the early days of Shipper City. Mm-hmm, the early days of Shipper City, early days of our friendship. And when we were casual acquaintances, and then she just drops this bomb on me one day, was like, do you know about what we're going to talk about? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> but I'm not oh, alone. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not alone. I forced a friend to watch that one in high school. And I texted him today. I was like, do you remember that stupid movie I made you watch in high school? And he goes, vaguely. <laughs> Well, it's like a sleeper we're... agent when you hear some of the words from it. It's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> propelled back in time to 1991. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we are. Um, yeah. What movie did you pick for us to watch this week? So the glistening piece of film that I chose for this week, I believe, is the first Disney movie to ever use the word dumbass. It's Newsies. Is it? 1992. I believe so. I was looking through I was looking through a lot of the um, other filmography. The other one that would have been close probably would have been Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but that one was Smartass mm-hmm. instead of Dumbass. Oh, so. okay. All right. Um, yeah, Newsies, 1992, the Ridge, um, not the movie musical Broadway version that is Broadway, on also. Yeah. The revival, which is fine. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's better, quote unquote. It's okay. <laughs> it's more of a cohesive story. <laughs> it doesn't have the magic of being a giant slab of of poopy. <laughs> I cannot believe that Mia had the audacity to put this film on. This film, I'm saying it, the cinematic film, sophisticated <laughs> film, cinematic masterpiece. On, on our list of shitty fangirl film club movies, but it's here. <laughs> she chose it. It was her choice. So we're fine. This is not going to turn into the fangirl fight club because <laughs> we both agree that this is a cinematic masterpiece. However, we may be and I say maybe because I'm not willing to admit it that other people don't feel the same way. We may be in the minority. I don't know. We're going to find out. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly um, in the minority. <laughs> so I do have a, an old school interviewer style question now that I'm not oh. AI. Um, no AI oh. interview questions. Good. 
So how did you discover Newsies? Like, what was your story? Because I don't think it's the kind of thing that you just kind of stumble into. I don't know. That's not how I found it. No, it's not. It's not something you can do. (laughs) Because who in their right mind at the age I was, which was 15, would be Mm -hmm. at the video store. Ooh, weird. Yeah. Weird. Ooh, <laughs> and we're not, in case you haven't noticed, in case we haven't mentioned it, we are not the same age. So it's not like something was happening culturally at this no. time. Uh, we were just the same age when we found this, we rediscovered this movie. Um, yeah, because what 15 year old would be perusing the shelves of the local video rental place that still existed at that time and being like, what is this? <sighs> Blow the dust <laughs> off of it. This. <laughs> faded brown picture of a bunch of boys jumping yes this is the video I want to rent that didn't happen Um, what happened was I was in theater big shock and uh, being driven home from rehearsal and the senior all my friends were seniors except me um, senior girl who was driving was like oh you know what we need guys seize the day and I was like okay yes we we do where are we seizing it? What are we doing? And everybody was like, she's talking about the song from Newsies? And I was like, oh, mm, okay. Baby and child just, doesn't know. Baby child didn't know. And they were like, oh my God. And because we had nowhere to go and nothing cool to do, uh, <clears throat> she just drove around playing the soundtrack for me <laughs> for like the two hours that it runs. Like... <laughs> It was a maybe six minute drive from the high school to my house and I didn't have anywhere else to be. So like my mom wasn't home yet or anything. So she was like, if nobody's going to get if nobody's going to get in trouble, we're just going to drive around. So we just drove around the suburbs of the city of Pittsburgh, blasting newsies out the windows on like a a mildly nice day in March in 2003. (laughs) And then I was like, what is this? Because listening to the soundtrack does not necessarily tell you a story. No. Especially in this Certainly instance. not this soundtrack. <laughs> it's not like Evita, where it's mostly music. Um, so I was like, I don't have the slightest fucking idea what is happening. So my friend Jeff was like, oh, come to my house and we'll watch it together. We'll watch the movie together. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I was entranced by the beauty and grace that was Christian Bale's performance as Jack Kelly. Um, And I pretty much never went back. Uh, I bought him. Okay, so then I bought Jeff the DVD. This is how old we are. I bought Jeff the DVD for his birthday that year. And he then Mm -hmm. gifted me the VHS. Because he was like, here. it's We were besties. We were besties for the resties. And so he was like, here, I give you my VHS. Enjoy. I was like, oh, thank you so much. And then my mom was like, I can't believe you are spending all of your time watching this bizarre movie musical from <laughs> 1992. For Which no somehow reason. made its way to a DVD format. <laughs> and so for my birthday then that year, she bro- she caved and she bought me the DVD. And mm. I got to retire the VHS before I snapped the film. <laughs> I watched it so many times it dissolved how did you (laughs) find your way to Newsies how did Newsies find you I'm curious to see if it's even remotely similar oh god 
Uh, no. So I was not a theater kid <laughs> in high school because okay. I had the options of um, doing what I wanted to do, which I could do on my own time, and do softball, <laughs> which I could not mm-hmm. do on my own time. That was okay. a necessary thing. So, okay. um, But I also had to be, like, very scholarly. So in world history world history advanced i think um (laughs) mr moore shout out to mr moore decided to show us swing kids which (laughs) is robert sean leonard's second most homoerotic uh period piece that he's ever done Uh uh-huh um and i was like who's this nazi is that christian bale he's cute that's bad batman (laughs) i'd like to not see him as a nazi I like Who's to not baby see Nazi? him as a Nazi. <laughs> Who's this baby Nazi? Is that Batman? <laughs> so I was like, okay, young young Christian Bale, I, I fucks with it. And I went online and was like, okay, what else did Christian Bale do around this time? Was it Newsies? Okay, never heard of her. So th- and then... <laughs> So this is a legit fangirl film club experience for you because you went looking yes. at Christian Bale's IMDb early. and oh, we're like, man. yeah, I will watch Newsies because it's at the top of the list and I might as well just start from the top. <laughs> yes. yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. Impressive. It's authentic early impressive. fangirl film club experience. Yeah. And then I watched it on repeat for the next six months or so. Um, we made like a parody for my world history class. There was an option for projects that you could do where you could um, like record a song or create a presentation for to present on whatever topic you got. And mm-hmm. I did something with terrorism. And then I did like <laughs> the feminine <What>? version of <laughs> it was an assignment, something about terrorism for world history. And then I'm I decided to, to parody... Out. Newsies fits into this. <laughs> Not so much Newsies as Twin Kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> as our um, our spinoff feature today. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> which we can get into later. Okay. But before we get into that, <laughs> before we get into that, um, I do I do need to highlight something real quick though. So I do usually say who wrote and directed this are things. Uh, this was written by Bob. Zudiker and Noni White, directed, however, by Kenny Ortega. Hey, Kenny Ortega. <laughs> we, we love Kenny Ortega in this house. <laughs> I remember when High School Musical was <laughs> making the rounds, um, which I feel has a similar cult following vibe of like people mm. saw it. And, and like just had to watch it a billion times. It missed me. I think it yeah. was because I was already you indoctrinated little, into Newsies. I was a little too old. A little too old for it too, yeah. Didn't stop everybody else in my goddamn life from being indoctrinated. But I was already I was already <laughs> branded for Newsies. So I was like, listen, I don't have room in my heart for another subpar movie musical. <laughs> Made by Kenny Ortega. <laughs> Made by Kenny Ortega. I'm, I'm, I'm the OG. All right. I'm, I'm here for Newsies. Sorry, High School Musical. You can just take a back seat. Um, but yeah. So when, when High School Musical was happening, everybody was like, "It is nice to see Kenny Ortega working again." Though we were worried after Newsies. 
But he did a lot of choreography, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he did stuff did he do, in between. Did he do Bring It On? Was that did he? choreograph Bring It On? I want to say he Let's did. Let's find out. Uh, I could okay. completely be talking <laughs> out my ass, but I don't know. It hurts no one if we think that he did. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> um, it hurts no one. You might not know. Uh, all right. Let's see. You might not know Kenny Ortega, but you know his choreography. Let's find out. Um, What do Michael Jackson, Zac Efron, Bette Midler, and Patrick Swayze all have in common? They work very closely with Kenny Ortega. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Oh, to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Oh, yes. Okay. So he also, yeah, he choreographed and he choreographed uh, Dirty Dancing. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Listen, yeah, the man knows dirty his shit. He created yes. the dirty dancing lift, so. I mean, whew. Honestly. And shares If I Could Turn Back Time music video as well. Iconic. Um, yeah, uh, Zach Efron said that Kenny is the kind of mentor and sort of friend that never show any limits mm-hmm. and he never lets you know his limits. Says yes. of specifically get your head in the game. That's what they were talking about when he gave that quote. So anyway, High School Musical was also a Kenny Ortega masterpiece. Um, But we're not talking about that. I just wanted to bring attention, put some respect on his name. Uh, This was this was a big feature that he he directed flawlessly, flawlessly. (laughs) Um, But let's let's do our thing. Let's uh, let's let's pitch first. Let me make sure you will spend money on making this movie. Yeah. So, Emily, Emily, this movie has everything. Five million singing, dancing, orphan teenage boys, a vastly overpaid dialect coach, eerie Irish music playing during the Brooklyn scenes, and three flavors of adult, cartoonishly evil, sexy, and old. <laughs> The three genders. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. Here's all the money. Uh, but please bring me that little Nazi boy from Swing Kids at the helm. Otherwise, it's no go. Oh, my God. Academy Award winners. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. And Anne Margaret. <laughs> and Anne Margaret. Please. <laughs> Otherwise, this is a no go. Also, we're um, going to make sure that Anne Margaret gets to sing about fucking until 3 a.m. in a Disney movie. She does. That's a sexy song. I mean, it doesn't look sexy because of the clothes that they made her wear. But when you break yeah. it down, you're like, oh, she was definitely singing lyrics, about fucking yeah. until 3 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> they should not have brought that small child to to see no. her. But they did. <sighs> Nia right. 7. Was he? Nia 10. <laughs> Nia 10. If anybody asks you to say a 7. Younger sells more papes less. We're going to be partners. We need to be the best. Um, that is a direct quote. It's line for line because I yep. told Mia before we started recording, I did not have a chance to watch this movie. So I'm about to do my recap <laughs> entirely from memory. I'm so excited. <laughs> I could not be more excited. I am not. And I was like, do I remember the whole thing? And the, in my brain, it was like somebody pressed play and there's Racetrack's voice going, in 1899, <laughs> the streets of New York City. <laughs> Echoed with the voices of newsies. I could do the whole intro if you want me to before I get into my recap. I can. Max Casella. 
Max Casella in his, I want to say, third out of five roles that he ever played in his life. I have <sighs> the other, well, one, two, three. I have three other roles for him. Okay. All right. You can guess so, what my other three are. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Boy, orphans and runaways. <laughs> the Newsies were a ragged army without Alita until one day all that changed. <sighs> I actually know I skipped two lines in the middle of that because I know it so well. <laughs> you just remind me in your um, in your emphasis how everybody tried to write the newsy voice oh, with the D on fanfiction.net. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. You heard that D. Yep. They, how could they I was, miss that D? There were no- there were no THs in Newsy's fanfic. None. It not was not allowed. Not a single TH anywhere. That was dat, dis, den, <laughs> duh, that. There was no THs. Nobody, mm-hmm. there was no, not, there was not even a chance that somebody may not have a cartoonishly thick New York <laughs> accent while working with it as a newsboy or newsgirl as as was the trend. <laughs> <laughs> a single news girl amongst a single news five girl, of course. Billion newsboys. Yes, that was that was appropriate. She was also allowed to live at the lodging house. Nobody would have mm-hmm. nobody would have bat an eye at that point. Um, no. All right, you want to you want to hear how how much I remember? My timer's ready. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm a little nervous we'll see. that I might have <laughs> we'll see that I might have skipped something, but I have I have this many notes <laughs> that I was able to recall. So we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. All right. Okay. So <clears throat> in 1899, <laughs> the newsboys of New York City are led by Jack Kelly, aka Cowboy, who meets Jacob and his little brother Les on their first day of being newsies. The paper that they work for, The World, run by Joseph Pulitzer, raises their prices to the distribution, not to the customer. So the newsies go on strike and Bill Pullman shows up and writes a story about them because he's a newspaper man. Uh, Then the saddest one of all of them named Crutchy gets arrested when they go on strike. Uh, The warden, while Crutchy is arrested, gets finds out who Jack Kelly really is. And then the newsies hold a big rally to spread the strike strike news. In the meantime, Jack is arrested for being an escape fugitive. Thanks, Crutchy, for fucking that up. Uh, and Bill Pullman is banned from writing any more about the strike news. But Jack works for Pulitzer to keep all the other newsies out of jail and acts all shady about it. Um, but then he's like, fuck this, quits, gets Bill Pullman to write another story. They print it on Pulitzer's own press that he found in the garbage. Uh, and they distribute all over the city to all the other slave labor kids. All the children workers go on strike and the whole city shuts down. There's a big standoff between Jack and Pulitzer. The strike then ends and the price goes back to the same exploitative rate it was before. <laughs> and Jack almost leaves for Santa Fe to get like fresh air in his sad, sad lungs. But Teddy Roosevelt, looking like he came back from the grave, talks to <laughs> hit, talks him into staying. Period. The end. All right. One minute and 19 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> would have been would have been a solid minute, except I had to add my little commentary. Real quick, though, can we talk about the actor they found to play Teddy Roosevelt? Because he literally looks like they stole him from 1899. So I have, he gets my first fake Oscar of the evening. Does he? Which is the best impression of Rich Rich Uncle Pennybags from Monopoly. (laughs) He takes his top hat off. He does. 
takes his top hat off like Mr. fucking Peanut. Oh, my God. He does look just like the Monopoly guy. Yes, he does. He also looks like they built a time machine. The budget, which I'll get into later on, the budget was actually spent on building a time machine to go back and steal Teddy Roosevelt for two scenes. He looks just like him. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, so I have that one, one cardinal sin that you've committed in your... Oh, God. Who did I miss? What did I miss? You misnamed Davy. <laughs> he gave his last name I... as Jacob. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jacob. David Jacobs. That's his name. David Jacobs. But Jacob. it's Davy. Yep. Davy. Davy. Oh, my God. Davy. Come here, David. Oh, Jesus. I'm so sorry. <laughs> David Jacobs. <laughs> Of or David Moscow rather of Newsies and <laughs> Honey Moscow, fame <laughs> and Big and Big he was in Big he's little Tom Hanks oh fuck I don't even know okay yeah <laughs> Big feels like it happened so much at a different time <laughs> that the same actor oh, could yes. not be David David the- Moscow could not possibly have a career that spans Big Newsies and Honey with Jessica mm-hmm. Alba. Circa what, 2001, I think? That feels like a very 2001 movie. Um, All right. Sorry. Like I said, it was entirely from memory. (laughs) And I guess a lot happened. You did remarkably well. Yes. Uh, (laughs) You left out. You you left out what everybody leaves out, which is Sarah Jacobs. (laughs) Who gives a shit? Nobody. Sarah Sarah literally has no purpose in that entire movie. Her entire purpose is to keep things heterosexual, but just barely... Um, just because barely. Jack and Davy are going to get married at the end. Like, he's we getting beat up, and Jack's like, oh no, Davy's getting beat up. It's not because Sarah is about to be sexually assaulted. He doesn't even know no. Sarah's in that alley. No. Like, he's like, oh, somebody's hurting my boyfriend. Run, 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 run. <laughs> and he just, like, leaves all his money and his nice, fancy yep. clothes. Um, yep. Strips something- off. Mm hmm. <laughs> Something that people noticed back in the day uh, is that as David's story progresses from uh, from, you know, buttoned up, stick up his butt, just doing this to get by to like prepared to be in the newspaper business, hardcore strike guy, walk in mouth, David, (laughs) Uh, union leader, union Union president. (laughs) Yeah, union negotiator uh, David uh, is that he gets progressively less dressed as things go on. That's like his character arc. He loses one article of clothing every (laughs) every time he he levels up in his in his voyage. Um, And who do we think is taking those clothes off of him? I was going to say, and where are those clothes going? Those clothes going on Jack Kelly's floor. Um, They're in love. They have really great chemistry. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, they just. They're just really sweet. They're just sweet little boyfriends. They do everything for each other. Like every motivation is Is for the other the other boy newsboy. The other newsboy. Um David's main source of rage and uh, and betrayal is that Jack lied to him, not yeah. about, you know, everything that has happened since and like kind of upturned his entire life and like made it really fucking hard for him to help support his family. He's not worried about that at all. He's like, my boyfriend lied to me about what his name is. Yeah. 
and where he his dad so is. He gets so on board with not having money <laughs> very early on. <laughs> he gets so on board. I mean, I'm just saying that, like, if yeah. I were a We've single... We've all done stupid things for love in our I teenage years. I were a single so. day on a new job, which I did not want, and was uh, vastly underprepared and undertrained for. Uh, if I was working there for a single day and I showed up the next day and they're like, we're on strike. I'd be like, fuck this. I'll go get another job. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. My, like my family still has no money. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this thing that I decided to do, uh, is not going to pay out. So I got to go get something else. No, David does not feel this way. David's like, but this no. gorgeous angel of a man, <laughs> of a man child is willing to walk me through uh, a rootless, restless, restless existence as a striking newsie. So here I am, gonna dance in the square with all my friends. Time to seize the day, yeah. <clears throat> it was time to seize the day. Oh, David, I'm so sorry. I'm so ashamed. Chair, forget it. this. <laughs> Imagine, imagine if I did that. <laughs> if I made our sexy silent producer edit out my fault. Oh, that would be. Though I do love when he comes in as the voice of God. So that's my favorite thing. <laughs> it's pretty great on the, the few times he does that. <laughs> I think it was, was it on a ship it? We named somebody and we shouldn't have. Yeah. And it was like, and it's I summoned okay. him. I was like, cheer out at this out. He goes, you got it. <laughs> The sexy DJ voice just chimes in. Yes, voice of God. Um, so, anyway, um, all right. So, I don't have any best worst lines. I think they're all brilliant. Oh what my is God, your favorite all my part? best worst lines. Um, all of them are with egregiously, <laughs> egregiously New York accents. Um, best worst lines, they're not bad lines. They're just the best lines. Um Baby born with two heads. Must be from Brooklyn. Must be from Brooklyn. Baby born with two heads. Oh man. Um, hey, remember that then, hot tip I told you about? That's my next Nobody one. Nobody told the horse. <laughs> Nobody told the horse. And finally, Your Honor, I object. On what grounds? On the grounds of Brooklyn, Your Honor. <laughs> Scott Conlon is so funny as the Brooklyn, we, the leader of the Brooklyn Newsies. Oh my God, he's so little. Uh, he's so small. He's Patrick. It's you think I he's Patrick from the beginning. He's Patrick. Do you think so? Yeah. Uh, for those of you because the Irish music plays every time he's on the goddamn screen. Right, but that could be. I mean, I love that we're ascribing meaning to what could just be a lazy choice in scoring, um, but it's fine. We didn't have the Dropkick Murphys yet, so they couldn't play Ship It Up to That's them. true. <laughs> they couldn't play Ship It Up to Boston. But um, <clears throat> for those un unindoctrinated, uh, in the opening sequence, there is a woman who interrupts the Carrie the and the Banna. Um, mm -hmm. well, the nuns are singing first and then yeah. she sings after them. One of three female, <laughs> the, 
three male voices in this entire show. Um, yes. She is singing a very beautiful, heartfelt mm-hmm. solo about looking for so her sad. son. It is sad. It's her, her son is named Patrick, and she's looking for him, and she just wants him to come home and be safe. And Mia now thinks that this is Spot Conlon. Yeah. Um, Gotta be Spot. Patrick, the only, the only possible explanation. Um, <laughs> it is one that is, is often explored in Newsies fanfic, though, mm-hmm. uh, is who is who used to be Patrick and is now goes by whatever newsy name they've they've determined um did you now i have a question for you did you write newsies fan fiction or read it yes good um correct answer don't remember anything i read okay uh i of course wrote the one that i remember writing that's uh oc jack of course because I was in high school and listening to a lot of my chemical romance at the time, uh, had to be unrequited love. And so naturally, uh, Sarah Jacobs dies. Obviously Sarah Jacobs, by the way, gets the award for most fridged in fan fiction character (laughs) that's ever lived. (laughs) It's not an Oscar. It's a fan fiction award. So I couldn't put it in with the Oscars, but yes, (laughs) Sarah Jacobs dies horribly, yes. tragically. Yep. Yep. Um, so that was the only Jack Kelly one that I remember. But then mm-hmm. when you really start digging into Newsies fandom, then you get assigned your like background Newsy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So who was, who, yours? who was your who was yours? I want to hear yours first. Uh, nobody knows who this is, but my favorite background Newsy was Specs. Specs is so cute. Ivan Dodinsky. Yes, he's so cute. I loved him. Yeah. I loved him. I always gave him like a little extra special role in my in my Newsies fan fiction uh, when I would write it because like nobody ever wrote about Specs and like I was like I don't want to yeah. commit to writing about Specs because nobody's gonna read it. But yeah, because obviously I was always a whore. Um, but Specs <laughs> would always have like the most extra lines if he wasn't one of the main <laughs> one of the main guys. Yeah, who was yeah. yours? I like Snitch. His little sideways hat. Snitch. Yeah, Snitch was cute. Snitch was like a grown-up, wasn't he? He was like older. He was an older guy. I don't know. I feel like the older guys would have been um, Mush and Bumlets, because Mush has perpetual abs. Bumlets is tall. R.I.P. Bumlets, child of, child God, of God, no longer with us. Uh, uh, spinning on the ceiling fan. Don't try yes. it. You'll rip it out of the no. ceiling, by the way. Um <laughs> It was an industrial, industrially reinforced ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. Not the kind in your dining room in 2001. Absolutely not. One, uh, as certainly not the same kind as we find out. Um, but yeah, Mush. I don't think Mush was. This is the problem. He had the boy voice, but he had Aaron a man's abs. <laughs> Aaron Lore, uh, who was also the talk about a baby fangirl film club moment, though. Mm-hmm. Because Dean Portman from the Mighty Ducks 2 and 3 of yes. Chicago, Illinois, was the love of my life. And when I and if I had had access to IMDb, when I saw if, if IMDb had been a thing, if the Internet had been a thing, uh, when right. I saw <laughs> Mighty Ducks 2, I would have immediately gone on and been like, what else can I see him in? And it would have been Newsies. 
an eight-year-old me <laughs> would have been like, oh, fuck yeah. Um, so Aaron Lore, uh, as as far as I know right now, and I'm not going to bother Googling it, Mr. Adina Menzel. Um, yes, current Mr. Adina Menzel. Current after you Mr. Adina. First Mr. Adina Menzel. Did he steal her? Do you we think? stole Tay Diggs, so. I didn't, who were, I stole Tay Diggs? <laughs> Yes. Me personally? Yes, with your Chubby Twitter wh- dalliances. Me, chubby white girl from Pennsylvania stole Tay Diggs from Adina Menzel. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes we do we do follow each other on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the smoking gun of infidelity. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, I forgot. Um but yeah, so once Adina was single and alone after I stole her husband um Aaron Lore swept in and and now they're happy together but uh they he knew did each have other a baby rent, I'm sure face. So. I'm sure they did From I'm sure more this was not Broadway productions yeah I'm not taking all of the blame is what I'm saying um <laughs> Aaron Lore did his thing too um but he has a baby face in uh yes. in Newsies and a soulful voice yes. and abs of a 30 year old bodybuilder <laughs> but on a small baby frame like he's a very strangely put together child because he was like 14 when we when he did he's this. got like a tom holland kind of tom holland kind of yeah like a compact gymnast yeah dancer kind of thing but he's shirtless for most of this sh- of the movie because yes. They were like, well, he's the only one. Kenny Ortega knew exactly what audience he was going Kenny for. Kenny knew what he was <laughs> Kenny knew what he was fucking doing. Kenny fucking choreographed that with how many pub- pelvic thrusts? <laughs> how many? How many pelvic thrusts? Not enough. That's what I say. Yep. Some say too many. I say not enough. No such that thing. That actually brings us to my first Oscar, which Ooh. was <laughs> uh best and most obvious unnecessary pelvic thrusting in all songs. <laughs> I think this, the ballad of Santa Fe is the only one that doesn't have pelvic thrusting in it. No, but there is a good amount of writing in Santa Fe, <laughs> which I'm there sure is. We didn't have to look up IMDb trivia. This was all just pulled from we don't have, the annals I of I didn't <laughs> even look it history. up. I straight up did not look it up um, because I knew. So that's that's where my next fake Oscar goes to is okay. the most underpaid stunt master who during the Santa Fe scene when Christian Bale is singing for a movie that he did not want to be a musical. He did oh, not. Oh, I can't. <laughs> no, Let's talk about was... that as soon as you're done awarding this. Yeah. Um, so the stunt master, I don't even know your name because I tried looking things up. You're an unnamed stunt mm-hmm. master, but Ugh. Christian Bale rode on your shoulders <laughs> during the Santa Fe sequence. And I don't know how many takes that needed, but you get the Oscar. Gets the Oscar. I love Santa Fe as a song. Like it mm-hmm. still, if I hear it, it just like, I'll, I'll stop what I'm doing and maybe just like reminisce Aww. and cry a little bit. I love that. I think it's a beautiful song. And I think it's yeah. hilarious that our lead, our lead, Jack Kelly, cowboy slash Francis Sullivan, played by Christian Bale, <laughs> Academy Award winner, uh, did not think 
he was no no it's not that he didn't want it to be a musical he didn't care that it was mm-hmm. musical he mm-hmm. didn't think he as the lead was going to have to sing and dance <laughs> chris oh. babe he has gone on record as saying i thought when the music started i'd just kind of wander off set <laughs> Wander out of the, the lead frame. actor. The, <laughs> the lead starring, actor. First the build. Starring role. First build over Robert Duvall and Margaret and Bill Pullman, all of whom, by the way, had their own careers by this point. Um, very successful. Top billing <laughs> of all of them. This idiot child thought he would just wander out of frame <laughs> and come back when the singing and dancing stopped. And they let him. They let him sign on to this film with that belief in mind. Yep. Because they were like, we need him. Yep. (laughs) Once we get him there. This is our Jack Kelly. Once we get him. This moron. This is our Jack Kelly. (laughs) Regrettably. (laughs) This absolute idiot who may not be able to tie his own shoes without our help is our Jack Kelly. (laughs) You know? (laughs) When you know, you know. I, too, have made a lot of personal sacrifices to get the right yeah. casting in place for a show I wanted to do. I'm like, you know what? You believe whatever you yeah. want, sweetheart. Just show up when I need you to, and I'll make it work. But sadly, I think this is the only musical that Christian he, I think ever- he learned from his experience and then decided never to do that again. Never again. <laughs> Which is fine, because I firmly believe that this is this is his peak as far as attractiveness goes. As yes. far as he is he is never ever sexier than he is when he has his sleeves rolled up and he mm-hmm. leans over Robert Duvall and his little perfect hair falls in his face and he says, Well, we only use the best, Joe. So thanks again. And he has his little fucking smirk on his face. The audacity oh. of calling Joseph Pulitzer Joe. Joe. Over and over like he does. Like he does. Like he has no, it's like fucking Dumbledore calling Voldemort Tom. There's no, he has no power over him whatsoever. He just calls him Joe. Uh, whatever he says, whatever. I also love the line of uh, when Pulitzer says, when I was your age, I was in the, uh, I was in a war, the civil war. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I heard of that one. <laughs> Did you like, win? Yeah, you win. They said it was about right and wrong and not about power. Yeah, I heard that too. Some, you know, I don't just sell you papes, Joe. Sometimes I read them. It's like the I wisdom of a 40-year-old man. <laughs> You're such a little shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. Don't just sell you papes, Joe. Sometimes I read them. Oh, and he's when he's all when he's so like when he's yelling at Davy to like save himself to let him you know take the fall for all this, and he's like, "Boyfriends, oh. you shouldn't have done this, Dave. They could put you in jail." And Dave's like, "I don't care," because Davy has never considered the consequence of his action no. at all. He's like, "Davy oh, is, is fun. a teenager at the yes. peak of being a teenager, rebellious yes. teenager," and 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 Jack is a forty-year-old man. Hardened and embittered by life. And he's like, what happens to your family if you go in jail, huh? 
What happens to them? You don't know nothing about jail. I'm like, yeah, what happens in jail, Jack? Tell us. Is it is it carnal relations that you would not like to have thrusted it's upon like- literally? <laughs> Upon Davy, because you'd like to do that yourself. I understand. Yeah. I would keep my it's boyfriend, like eating, my virginal boyfriend, out of jail too. For dirty urchins. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about cartoonishly evil, though. Not Pulitzer. Yes. Fucking Warden Snyder. Warden Snyder. Snyder. Um, surprisingly, Davy does not get arrested for assaulting an officer because he punches Snyder directly in the face, if I recall correctly. <laughs> He does. They get away with a lot. For what ends up <laughs> happening to them, they get away with yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> um, so there's there's the cartoonishly evil Warden Snyder. There's the cartoonishly evil Weasel slash Weisel. Yep. Mm-hmm. I tell you, Mister a million times, it's Weisel. Mister Weisel to you. And then like creepy little bitch boys. Who are they? Yeah. The Delancey brothers. Do we know what the their Delancey role is? Brothers. Who, I I they I've have never been able to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. they're like they, his nephews. Yeah, or did they? How do they work? Did they work? I don't I like. Don't are know. they? Because they then when Jack's just like, like a, being evil, <laughs> I don't. When they, Jack becomes a newsie for again for Pulitzer at the end when he's all fancy as like the scab. Mm-hmm. They're also working. They're like, there's like the three of them. Then he's like one of the Delancey brothers, but he's not because he's still sexy Jack Kelly. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, are they also newsies? They're just shittier. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I never figured this out. No one ever knew. They seem like the type to have like a fake job title, and then they just mm-hmm. kind of do whatever they want and make they money. Just fuck around do all day. What is yeah. Okay. Needed. All right. Yeah. And then make money. All right. I don't know. Um, do you know, honestly, I thought that you were going to say that your background newsie was Kid Blink. I don't know why oh. you just strike me as a Kid Blink girl. Yeah. <laughs> because he's mouthy and blonde and loud. Is that? You know, I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> Putting things together now. I think it might be. I was like, she's going to say Kid Blink. I did not expect. I did not expect. Uh, not skittery. Skitch? Snitch? Snitch. Who's your guy? Snitch, not Skittery. Snitch. I also like Skittery because Skittery was kind of also Skittery. a grown up. Yes, um, but he had very pretty he's hair also got an and old a man. He's, yes. <laughs> he had very pretty hair and he had a very um, uh, grown up man voice. I remember that being yes. like very soothing. Um, yeah. he was like, another one that I did the uh, the fangirl film the fangirl film club treatment to. Uh, did you? Did you find it directly after this? Oh yeah, SLC Punk. That was my oh, jam. Okay. Yeah, he plays Heroin Bob in that one. Oh, my God. Opposite Matthew Lillard and uh, Jason Siegel. Oh, God. I can't watch that movie. I love that movie. Um, All right. So we're we're 45 minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the time might be it might be time to pivot to the real reason we're soulmates. Yes. Um, Would so, you like to pitch this movie? I know we haven't done this. Is not uh, an official. I didn't prep it, but I can. I can try and pitch it. Um, I would <laughs> love that because I've got. I've got some of the. Uh, I stopped writing <laughs> the recap halfway because I figured I could probably take it from there. Do it from memory. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so <laughs> I think the pitch has to be to Kenny. Yeah. Because it's a film within a film, right? <laughs> Will so, you please give us $11? <laughs> all right, so Kenny, <laughs> here's my pitch. This movie I'm going to make has everything, all right? It's got an amazing Don Knotts impersonation. It's got an excessive amount of ridiculous deaths. Uh, it's got the $11 well spent for a budget uh, of us running around with a video camera. And uh, above all, I want to say it has it, it has an explosive, mm-hmm. two explosive scenes. One being the end and second being a death by explosive diarrhea. Yes. And we're going to do all this while we're filming the cinematic masterpiece that is Newsies. Please give us money. What do you think? Absolutely. And I will be in it. <laughs> Perfect. I will and doesn't appear. he play like a cartoonishly mean version of himself? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you fucks. I think it's funny because in the special features, before we get into what we're just fucking talking about, uh, in the special features of the DVD, they both, him and the assistant director, the choreographer, uh, both said that they wanted really hard. They were like, we knew we were going to be working with kids. So we had like a rule. We were never going to scream and tell them to shut up. We were never going to swear at them. And we just wanted this to be like a really nice kind of fun environment or whatever family experience um you know we wanted like especially all they were all kid kids so we wanted people's parents to like know that they weren't being abused by us like verbally on set and everything's gonna be great and then i watched this and i'm like kenny ortega is this who you really are (laughs) i I know he has a potty mouth yeah i know he has a potty mouth i don't remember where i learned that but he like famously swears a lot fuck out of here you fuck um, so what we're talking about is the uh, cast, the cast and crew created film within a film movie they made while filming Newsies called, yeah, what is the official title? Blood Drips Heavily on Newsies Square. On Newsies Square. Blood Drips Heavily on Newsies Square. I found this out while Googling something in college, my mm-hmm. friend, I always remember this, my friend Allie, who was also a big Newsies fan, was like, what is this? And she was, we were like looking something up and she was like, what is blood drips heavily on Newsies Square? And I was like, I have no idea. What are you talking about? And so she's like looking it up. She's like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And so because <laughs> this was 2007, we couldn't just watch the whole thing on YouTube. We mm-hmm. had to order it. For $20. <laughs> we had to pay 20 American dollars to a website called bloodripsheavilyonnewsysquare.com and hope that, I want to say Trey, Trey Parker. Uh, who not the one you think. Not the one, the other one. <laughs> the one in Newsies. Um, Trey Parker and Max Casella still had the file on their computers and would burn it onto a DVD for us and mail it to us directly. <laughs> so imagine my, that's how we watch this. And then imagine my surprise when a decade later, my 
new fandom acquaintance. We weren't even friends yet. We were like no, friendly. Uh, yeah. Acquaintance was like, so I remember you doing an episode on Newsies and I loved it. I just want to know and feel free to ignore this question. If you don't know what I'm talking about, but have you ever watched Blood Drips Heavily on Newsies Square? And I was like, I feel like you've shot an arrow into my heart. <laughs> the earth has opened up. <laughs> the earth has opened up beneath me. I thought Allie and I were the only two people who've ever seen that movie. Um, we weren't. There are three of us. And one of us, one of them is on the podcast with me right now. So how did you find this out, by the way? I think just because I don't know how to like things without <laughs> casual my casual dick enjoyment. Into yeah, there's no such thing as casual enjoyment. Uh, shoving my proverbial dick in them, um, and I shared this with my best friend in high school, and again texted him the other day, and it was like, so you remember that one uh, stupid YouTube movie? <laughs> And it's like sectioned off into parts, which is excellent. Three parts, very digestible. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Can we link those in the show notes? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the world needs to know me. about this. Yes. And the world absolutely. will know. It'll feel the fire and finally know. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's let's recap this in case you don't mm-hmm. want to watch it. But if you don't want to watch wrong. it, who are you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're wrong for not wanting to watch it. You should. Just so you know, but but give me the news. Give me the recap. Tell me what happens in Blood Drips right. Heavily on Newsy Square. An aging Don Knotts portrayed perfectly by Mark David is profanely spurned by Kenny Ortega of High School Musical fame when auditioning for his latest picture, Newsies. So he vows to murder the entire cast and crew of the picture. Ivan Dudinsky is stabbed to death in his trailer. Trey Parker, not the one you think, is poisoned, so he shits himself to death. Max Casella of Sopranos, Doogie Howser MD, and Jack and Daxter fame is pushed to his death, Looney Tunes style. Don Knotts also attempts to murder Michael Gorgon, who is extremely vigilant after all of this happens. But Michael Gorgon survives being run over by a car, hanged, uh, burned at the stake, and then nuked, ultimately at the end. Uh, there is a cameo of Brett Deeball playing Fire Marshal Brett, which is a play on Fire Marshal Bill from Bill, A Living yep. Color. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these all of these portrayals and all of these cameo- cameos and all of these parodies are perfect, and I love this movie. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing that I've ever seen. So... That's, uh, yeah. I do remember watching it as a perfect, that was a perfect recap. I, I remembered as you were saying it, frame for frame, what, um, that was also, is it, who is it, who, who does the, who's, who's playing Don Nods? Is it, you said Mark Mark David? David? Who plays in the film, who is he? Is he? I have no idea. Which one I mean, is he? That's, I have no idea. Which, um, which newsie is he? He's a background newsie, which is I, okay, yeah. this is something that we've lost, by the way. In lost time. He's, no, he's Specs. Ivan Dudinsky mm. is Dutchy. That's right. Yes, he's, he is Specs. Okay, yes. That's why, okay. that's, yes, okay, now I'm I'm remembering exactly why. Because they I, both had glasses. Yes, they both had but, glasses. Yeah. Um, Dutchy. Um, nobody even investigated that, did they? Nobody even thought, like, oh, they probably let no. that kid pick his own name. <laughs> the kid pick his own fucking newsy's name. He's like, what about Dutchie? Um, anyway. Um, so, uh, what was I guess? Oh, so this is something that I feel like we've lost, though, to streaming. 
um, is these these special features and these things that let yes. you fall in love with the background cast. Because of course, yes. obviously, the stars are gonna do whatever the fuck they're doing. But mm-hmm. there's so ma- there were so many people on this movie that probably had nothing, clearly had nothing to do for days at a time. They were there yeah. for like 15 minutes at the start of their day, and then they had like nine hours to wait around while Christian Bale learned how to dance or play with a lasso. And yeah. that took way longer than anybody expected. <laughs> Poor boy <laughs> could not pick it up. And uh, so they were like, let's make our own movie. Um, and so, yeah, so you have these background newsies just fucking around with a video camera. Yeah. So Christian Bale's long. first sex scene, I want to say. <laughs> Where? When did that happen? Oh, gosh. It's when people are looking for somebody. I think they're looking for Ivan. And it's uh-huh. like, has anybody seen Ivan? And it goes like back and forth to all the different ADs. And uh-huh. there's one woman who's getting getting boned. And the, you only see By the back Christian of the dude's Bale? head. But I'm pretty sure it's Christian Bale because it sounds like him. So, pretty sure that was his first sex scene. Oh my god. I forgot about that, but now that you're saying it, I do. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you know, uh, it's like, this is peak teenage boy of the 90s, but it's not like, it hasn't aged badly. They're not. They're offensive in a not offensive way, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's it's a very nice time capsule of like this was yeah. this is when they say boys will be boys. This is pretty much what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> if left to their own devices for hours at a time, this is what teenage boys will pretty much do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they'll blow each other up. They'll run each other over with the the uh, oh my god the uh, the effigy that they kept killing. Yes, the dummy version. <laughs> they didn't try making it look realistic at all. No. It's a straw no, man that they're so running over with, with a car that they're throwing road from the hauling. Top of they're throwing from the top of buildings. It's just, it's such a, it's so hilarious. It's so bad, and it's all done on like handheld camcorders. So yes. somebody's wa- shoulder held camcorders because they would have been gigantic at that point. Um, yeah. But oh, it's so good. <laughs> and Mark so, David's. Don Knotts impression. Don Knotts is perfect. It's it's hauntingly good. <laughs> hauntingly good. It's a top banana. Oh man. Do you have any best worst lines? From that? No, I don't because everything's uh, a gem. Everything's <laughs> everything's perfect and because I don't remember it well enough. Um I did not see it as many times as I see Newsies, but um, okay, I probably have seen this more than I have seen Newsies. You, you so. probably have. You probably have. Um, and they're all because of Mark David, essentially, because of his mm-hmm. delivery. Um, but the easiest one is the old road, which there is an old road <laughs> somewhere near Magic Mountain uh-huh. um, in like the Valencia, Santa Clarita area. And every time I see it, I have to. I have to say the old road. The old um, road. <laughs> and then from the best part where uh, Max Casella is looking for his his chair. Uh huh. Like, that's how. Yeah, he's, that's how he lure, he's lured to the top <laughs> yes. of wherever it is that where he is. Christian was like, "Isn't that your chair?" Yeah, <laughs> right there, isn't it? 
Um, but the best is, oh, I've got your fucking chair, bitch. Why don't you come find it? Stupid fucking heavy thing. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just, it's just cinematic gold is what it is. Yes. And I, that I'm, part just comes to me from time to time and I can't not think about it. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. Don Knotts referring to himself as <laughs> the top banana. <laughs> the big cheese, the top banana uh, is what comes back to me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. His little sounds that he makes to himself. Because <laughs> I talk like that to myself a lot. <laughs> like a like a villain from the '30s when I'm my, in my voice in my own head. So I really appreciate his hey friend. His dedication. Can you hold this for me? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hi. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> just how I talk in my head um so uh, it's it's a weird little thing and Mia being this literally the second only person (laughs) I've ever met in my life to be bold enough to bring it up (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm certain other people have seen it but Mm -hmm. Mia being bold enough to be like stranger on the internet (laughs) <laughs> have you ever seen this film um, is the reason this podcast exists. So as far as, you know, the 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 Tumblr meme of the dominoes falling. Yes. <laughs> that's where we're at. So yep. the blood drips heavily on easy swear exists <laughs> now. So too does yes. the fangirl film club. And <clears throat> blood drips heavily on easy square has its own IMDb. If anyone is mm. interested. And its IMDb score is 0.6 higher than the original Newsies movie. No! No! Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, we should do, we should do, uh, we should do to- tomato score thing for the yeah, other one. The though. technical the, stuff. The technical stuff for actual Newsies <laughs> before one. we compare yes. it to... <laughs> bastard child that spawned <laughs> from it delightful bastard child it is okay. it is a delightful so, bastard what do you think this scored on the old tomato meter oh i know i know no i know people didn't love it as much as i did um, as much as we did uh i'm gonna say 37 percent that is shockingly close. It comes in at 39%. Oh, fuck. Closest without going over. I, yep. I win on the prices, right? <laughs> um, that's sad. I was hoping you were going to say sad. it was like at least 10% more, but no. Hmm, 39. Well, it's it's hmm. almost like punching down when you have reviews from like 2018 that are shitting on this movie. It's okay. Like, you can't no. You don't get to fucking poorly right, review Christopher Newsies Nolan, in twenty. Like <laughs> you get to relax. You don't get to poorly renew review Newsies in two thousand eighteen. Okay, you can poorly review it in nineteen ninety two, and that's pretty yes. much it. <laughs> what did Which people is... say about our our boy? Oh gosh. Okay. So my I have a couple of a couple of favorites, but you know okay. the kind kind favorite. Um, from Christy, 
Christy Lemire from ChristyLemire.com. Mm-hmm. It's extremely earnest and more than a little corny, but there's an innocence about it that makes it kind of irresistible. It's which true. is 100% true. 100% true. Right, uh, who's asked do I have to pick? <laughs> no, Carrie Ricky is also kind. Okay. And she says um, from the Philadelphia Inquirer that despite Newsy's many flaws, it's bracing to see Disney attempt a PG movie about something as meaty as labor relations. Would mm-hmm. that every strike be resolved with so little bloodshed and so many songs? Oh. Timely. <laughs> Given. Wouldn't it be nice? If like yeah. coverage of the writers' strike that's going on right now, when we're when we're recording this, uh, was just like all of the writers just singing and dancing, <laughs> and the Disney execs like wringing their hands, like oh those meddling kids. <laughs> He's so kind. Played He's by so Robert nice. Duvall. Of course, still, still played by Robert Duvall. Um, you need to go kick Stephen Hunter's <clears throat> ass from the Baltimore oh. Sun. For all intents and purposes, we're joking. <laughs> Newsies is a, we watched Jay and Silent Bob strike back. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> can't risk that. I was gonna say, if Steve Hunter ends up dead in a ditch somewhere, I had nothing to do with it. But <laughs> all you motherfuckers will pay. Um, <laughs> so his review says Newsies is a live action musical, but it's only barely alive. Call it Snoozies. Most certainly will not. And how dare you try That's to so jokey weird. rhyme, <laughs> rhyme play your way into my heart, Steve. It's not original, the fuck Steve. Do you know? It's not original at all. Piece of shit. You don't know anything. Nothing. Granted, it does slow down <laughs> when they start getting to the printing part. And when, sadly, when Sarah starts to play more of a role. When, Poor Sarah. Poor Sarah. Sarah just she was she was just completely you know it's not her she was written in so that people wouldn't be like Jack and David are gay she was set up to fail Jack and David are gay regardless if she exists Um, she was set up to fail she really her scenes she had no chemistry with Christian Bale Um, which I feel like is saying like that's like saying something like he's had chemistry with a lot of people and, you know, he, he managed to make it work with Katie Holmes and fucking what's-her-face Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal playing the same character over the course of two movies. <laughs> Barely even missed a beat. Um, they had Doesn't no chemistry. Doesn't she look a little different to you? No. 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 <laughs> Not at all. And I believe that Elle Keats was hired specifically because she had a good screen test with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. None Didn't, of that translated over. None of that translated to the rest of the movie. It could have um, been Mila Jovovich, though. Is she also... Really? You know, that would have been weird. Uh, that would have been a different movie. That would have been a different movie. Weird. Oh, that would have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a review from Matt Brunson, who this almost should be considered libel. <laughs> um... As a drama, it features potent material. But by presenting this as a musical, all hope is lost thanks to imminently forgettable tunes and the casting of actors who can't sing. Forgettable tunes? How dare you? That's my cigar! (laughs) You'll steal another. 
Hey, bummers, we got work to do. Since when did you make our main I stop you balling. Hey. Hey, who asked you? Just you. Okay. This is the one. Um, if anybody wants to be kind, rewind us. If anybody wants to support us and be kind in rewinding us, we will do either Blood Gyps Heavily or Newsies or you may get a bargain deal for this one. I can't imagine us taking the time to be kind rewind just to do Newsies and not also throwing in <laughs> as a BOGO. If you be kind rewind us on this one, patrons, uh, you get both. <laughs> because we'd have to. We'd have to. <laughs> I will fly. I will fly to California on your dime, patrons. I have to fly to you. No, I gotta fly to you because this is all set in New York. All, uh, okay, so. it's set in New York. We but can terrorize Manhattan. Listen, with this. you know what? Actually, okay, we may have to kick it up just a couple thou extra because we'll have to do newsies in here, here in New York, and then we'll fly back to California. So that we can shoot on the old road. <laughs> it's right there. It's Perfect. right there. <laughs> so, and the whole thing was set on sound stages anyway. So they were definitely out in California because the kids are all running around, throwing each other off of cliffs and whatever. Yeah. That we just don't Driving have here. in cars. <laughs> Driving in cars. We don't do that here. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you will get two movies. For the, for the low, low cost of a $12,000 donation to our cause. But uh, they'll be amazing. They'll be Oscar worthy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, yeah, so so that's... Uh, that's. Did we forget anything? I don't think we forgot anything. Budget. Did we? Oh, how much... How much do you think this set Disney back? I would have given one billion dollars to make this movie happen. So, <laughs> so in 1992 money that translated to fifteen million dollars. Wow! On the budget, yep, that's a pretty big budget, honestly, for yeah. for what they did with it, <laughs> in in what time it was, and. Yes. Uh, just kind of there were I mean as far as it being a kids live action movie musical that wasn't a huge that wasn't really a huge thing they were doing anymore at that point no so kind of a big risk unfortunately it, <laughs> it did, did not, not pay remotely off. pay off <laughs> uh, because domestically Newsies made about three million dollars and is considered Ooh. one of the poorest performing live action films in Walt Disney history. Oh. So sad. So undeserved. So unnecessary. Um, yeah, the theaters did not come through for Kenny, uh, which I think is why it took him a very Ooh. long time to direct again. <laughs> he went back to choreographing <laughs> and, uh, and did not direct again for quite some time. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, I think probably could have launched careers of of some of the other uh, more charismatic newsies who were in the background, such as Kid Blink mm -hmm. and Max yep. Gisella. 
Max Casella Max was Casella already was fine. <clears throat> he's he's fine. Especially in 1992, he was fine because he was Doogie Hauser's yeah. best friend. Come um, off Doogie, yeah. He was coming right off of Doogie Hauser. Uh, so he was actually a bigger name as far as like, uh, well, maybe not name, but face um, than CB. You know, he our, didn't have puberty until he was 27. <clears throat> so he could have played it. He could have had a really nice long run as a child star. He didn't do much after yeah. this, though, did he? Because uh, you said he was on Sopranos. Well, yeah. He didn't do that when he was when he was a child actor, though, is what I'm saying. No. Like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like he could have been, the rest like, of the Shirley 90s. Temple, but yeah, from New York. Yeah, the rest of the 90s from New York. Um, he didn't do too, too much, I don't think. Um, no, but he cracked he, back into into showbiz in the 2000s, so. Yeah, so he had He's to hit fine. puberty at near 30 and then got his role on The Sopranos. So that was good. I was glad to see him. I was like, oh, I always worry. I just worry I when somebody him. has a success when somebody's a successful child star. I'm like, yeah. are they dead in a bathroom somewhere? <laughs> Jesus. Or <laughs> or did they successfully transition into grown up stardom? Because that's kind of your only options, unless of course, yeah. you are Eric Von Detten, who was a successful child star on the Disney Channel, and then decided to be an insurance salesman in Northern California instead, and is so much or- happier. Gabriel Damon, who is our very own Spot Conlon, Littlefoot, the original Littlefoot. Oh, Littlefoot. Oh, my God. Littlefoot. I looked him up. uh, I was not expecting that. Jesus. He was Littlefoot. He was the first. Yeah, you can find him on Zillow in San Luis Obispo County. So, my only issue. Oh, is he? He's in San Luis Obispo now? I thought he was in Vegas. As far as I know. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. It's pathetic that I so am following when we film this part on of the his career. <laughs> we have to make a pit stop and slow. Check out some houses. Um, so here's my only issue, okay? Is that mm-hmm. Spot Conlon, of iconic Newsies fame, with the greatest line in the history of cinema, Your Honor, I object. On the grounds of Brooklyn, Your Honor. <laughs> is that this man grows up in a volatile real estate market, decides that this is where he's going to make his fortune. And instead of capitalizing on what we millennials would know him best as and going where the fucking money is falling off of the pre-planted, the the landscaped trees and going to be a real estate agent on the grounds of Brooklyn, Your Honor. (laughs) He's like, no... I don't want to rest on my laurels. I don't want to cash in on my one, you know, claim to fame. I'm going to go make my own name for myself on the West Coast. I think it's just a terrible, terrible business decision. You just left so much fucking money on the table. Is all I'm saying. Spot. If I were you, I would at least consider that many people would recognize you as Spot Conlon and go make some money on the fucking grounds of Brooklyn. That's all I'm saying. Right there. Be a developer. You're. All, I have a. You're already. I, I have an additional there. plan now for our, for our be kind rewind. We'll turn part of it into a girls' weekend. Thank you, patrons. <laughs> Thank you for your participation. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for making. This Maybe possible. I'll tell you this off the air. Yeah, I'll tell you. Later. Okay. <laughs> Once we get funded. <laughs> tell me the plan. 
All right. Well, you can tell I me anyway. Don't, I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to disappoint the listeners is all. All right. Well, you just tell me anyway. You can disappoint. We can disappoint yeah. ourselves, but we're not yeah. going to disappoint the listeners. All right. Well, then in that fantasy. case, just we're just going to wrap up because <laughs> I need to hear about this. So um, and I think we've we've said all we need to say that otherwise this is just going to devolve into you and this I. This movie's flawless. Line by line going through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just going to popcorn read this whole script is what we're going to do. So. <laughs> If nobody wants that for the next three hours, uh, we better get the fuck out of here now. All right. Well, thank you for this. uh, Our 15th episode. Thank you, Christian Bale. Thank you, Kenny Ortega. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny Ortega. Thank you. We owe you so much. Um, Christian Bale, don't ever be afraid to go back to musicals. You're gifted. Coward. You have a beautiful voice. You coward. You have a beautiful voice. (laughs) Um, And you let it... (laughs) You let it rot on the vine. Um, you could have been really cashing in, but uh, we are gonna we are gonna. I want to say stay in the nineties um, for next week for next episode. Uh, somebody we have not fangirl film clubbed before, but once I started Ooh. remembering, uh, it turns out there's a lot of terrible movies that I watched for this person. Um, so we're gonna start with the one that started it all, which is. <clears throat> Josh Hartnett in yes. The Faculty. Yes! <laughs> oh, I love that movie! Uh, yeah. So we're going to watch The Faculty <laughs> with oh, Usher. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Usher was in that movie. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. There's Duvall. a lot. Of, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in The Faculty. So we're going to watch that for next time. Um, the mean dad from Peacemaker. It's truly got everything. Um, <laughs> my my elevator pitch is going to be so easy because this movie literally has everything. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a great time. We're gonna watch. We're gonna start. We're gonna start in on the Josh the on the Josh Hartnett uh, yes. pillars of the Fangirl Film Club because that boy has made some garbage films. Yes, he has. <laughs> I've watched a lot of them. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for, yeah, thank, thank you for you this friends. amazing suggestion. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> thank you for this. Um, yeah, but then we'll see you next time. I'll leave our outro to Miss Mia. It is her turn this week. So, send us off. Remember that hot tip I told you about? Nobody told yeah. the horse. Bye. Bye.